0: Welcome, hello, I'm waiting for it to go live, and I'm live, alright. Hello and welcome everybody, I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger at dancefish.com. I will be your bald tour guide for the evening, and uh, thanks for spending a little bit of your Wednesday with us. We do this every Wednesday at 7pm Mountain Time, that's 9 Eastern for those that are mountain challenged. We're going to start as we always do with our shipping report. We're going to tell you how Shipping Fish went this week. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't as good as I want it to be. So I'll cover all that. We have a giveaway that I think is pretty cool. We'll get into that. And by the way, look at this. Look what finally showed up. So back in January, this was the shirt designed for January. For those that don't know, we do a, a different merch design every month and it only lasts for a month. Uh, The one for last month was this. It's a Bozmani rainbow fish. In January, it was this. A guppy. This month it's an orange Venezuelan Corydora. But anyway, we did a giveaway in January for this merch. Someone won it and I ordered it for them. It finally arrived! It only took, I don't know, two months. Oh, Teespring. I don't know what's going on with Teespring. But anyway, so we finally got it. So we'll be sending that off soon. It came uh, today. I think we'll be able to get that in the mail tomorrow and get that out to uh, to the winner. So finally, two months later, we got that shirt. Anyway, we have a neat giveaway for you tonight as well, a different shirt. But for now, let's get to the shipping report. Okay. So... Usually these go really good. Every now and then they don't go as good. And every now and then they go disastrously. I'm happy to report this is not one of the disastrously. We get one of those every year or so. This is just a a not as good as we wanted. So our shipping percentage for a 12-month running total, last time I talked to you, was 98.15% success rate. 98.15% of the fish that we sent got to you alive and in good shape. So that's what that means. Alive and also in good shape. (laughs) Not just, uh, it's still barely breathing, so we're going to count that as a win. No, it it arrived alive and, and, uh, you know, hale and hearty and in in good shape. Take three. So that was actually up a couple hundredths of a percentage point, I think, from the previous uh, report. This week, we've gone down a bit. We're now at 98.12% success, so we've, we've got dinged on a three-hundredths of a percent. tiny fraction, but it's not the direction we want to go. Now there were a few problems. The main ones that I'd like to point out though, because I, I just want to apologize to these customers because it's horrible when this happens. One was an order of Rainbow Fish that uh, got delayed Even with the delays, things usually go well. This time it did not. This order went, I believe, to Connecticut, somewhere up in New England. I think it was Connecticut. It was brutal cold up there. And uh, yeah, it it just didn't make it. Which, it's a little odd because I've shipped a lot of fish via priority mail. And those would take an average of three days to get to the customers, and usually they were okay. This was sent next day, got delayed, so it was two days in transit, didn't make it. So to that customer, I'm sorry. I know how horrible it is to open a box of fish and have a bunch of dead and dying fish, uh, especially expensive fish like rainbow fish that you've probably been dreaming of for years. I, I, I get it. So I, I just want to apologize to you. It's horrible when that happens. And then the other thing was orange lemon tetras. So. We've developed a problem with our orange lemon tetras, we did not, that problem was not manifesting when we sent this order out, but it's manifesting now. We've removed them so no one else can get them uh, until they recover, but there is a customer we sent some orange lemon tetras to and we should not have, but we did not know that we should not have. So, there are, there's another tetra that's having trouble too, the blue ribbon tetra. So. Fish are really good at masking their symptoms. They are asymptomatic, right? In the wild, if you act like you're a little bit ill, you'll get picked off by a predator. So fish uh, hide their symptoms. They try to act normal for as long as they can. So it can be at times that the fish look fine to us, but they're battling something we can't see, and we just don't know that until it manifests as something that we can observe. Every now and then, there's a gap between when they have that thing and it's unobservable to when we can see it and if we ship during that gap, then those aren't gonna do well for the customer. Now, I wanna stress, this does not happen often. This happens very rarely. But it did happen this week in the case of the, the Bolivian Orange Tetras. It's a shame, because that's a, that's a fish that I love I've been working on getting for a while. I've had them before a few times, really like them. But they're not available that often, so it's really excited to get them. Really excited to ship them out. But the Bolivian orange lemon tetras are not doing well. So one order got by us. Now we're seeing in our tank that there are some things going on. So uh, we've caught all the rest. We won't be shipping any out till they recover. But but that is a bummer. So to that customer, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm sorry those got shipped out in that gap where they had something, but but it was not observable when we packed them up to send them to you so doesn't happen a lot but it can happen so that's the main things there was a couple other odds and ends but th- those were the main the main ones oh something there is one other thing I should mention um, that we did send an order of gold rose Line barbs to a place in Florida I might have mentioned this last week I don't know and they got there and they were they were much too hot so they're alive we're hoping they recover but that is something we're watching as well I I have a suspicion this is a case where the box was delivered and left outside for a long time in the hot Sun or something like that Uh, technically in order to claim a loss on a shipment from us you have to send us information on the loss within an hour of delivery that's because We want to incentivize the customer to not leave the box of fish out in the sun or out in the cold, right? We we want to incentivize the customer to take care of the fish right away so that they're more likely to to do well. I'm not there. I can never know what happened. But it's always a little suspicious when you get the notification the day after the fish arrive and it says, oh, this horrible thing happened. It's like, well, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not calling anybody a liar or anything like that, but I wasn't there. I don't know you personally. Like, I don't know what kind of person you are, what ethics you operate by. How could I know that? So, um, we'll take care of that customer, keeping an eye on things, but the high um, where those were delivered that day was 75 degrees. The low was 60 degrees. They were delivered in the morning, so it wouldn't have been too hot yet. And so, if they had been uh, taken care of right away, I think they'd be fine, but my suspicion is they weren't. They were probably out in the sun for a while, something like that, but, again, I, I'm not, I wasn't there, I don't know, but sometimes that does happen. So anyway, those are the orders that we had, we had trouble with. Now, hopefully, everything's smooth sailing for the rest of the month. Uh, It's always a bummer when there's losses. Again, I want to stress though, I focus on the losses because I feel like that's my duty as a person whose mission it is to sell healthy fish to my customers. Um, I want to be transparent and open when we have a problem. The reason I want to do that is because it incentivizes me and my company to do everything in our power to prevent that from ever happening. Because I've got to report it to you live every week. <laughs> and what I want to say is, it was awesome. There were no losses. Everything's good. Um, that's what I want to say. And so I focus on that that tiny percentage that is a problem. But realize it's, it's very rare. Right now, running total for the last months including a disastrous shipment that happened January 30th it was completely out of our control Um, there there was an issue with the carrier but anyway including that all the problems we are still at 98.12% success rate so I do want to put things in perspective because I focus on the problems and I share that with you guys and so it might seem like there's a lot more problems than there are there aren't. It's still very safe to order and I would put that record which for us is really bad up against anyone else's best record and I think we'd pass in flying colors. So, so we're doing well still but I just if I have to get up in front of you guys every week and say here were the problems it's a massive incentive to do good work. So it's important that I keep doing that. So I'm going to keep doing it. I hate doing it. I do not like it. But it but it keeps us true to our mission. Yeah, so that's what's important. Anyway, to any customer that had any issues, I'm really sorry. I, I, I know what it's like to be there. I, I know what it's like to have that experience. And I'm sorry if that happened to you. Oh, there were a couple other issues too that weren't like life and death stuff. Um, where there was a miscount on how many fish we had available or something like that. So some people ordered some fish. And oops. We didn't have them all. Or, oops, we, we didn't send the right amount or something. Just, just a couple things like that. But uh, nothing major and that doesn't happen often either. That was a special instance. In fact, that was the Pseudomugil mellus. And the reason that happened is because we were treating them specially. So we are treating them a little bit outside the normal way we sell fish. A little bit outside of our normal system. To try to get... Um, The best possibility of getting breeding groups to customers and because we did it that way there was just a a miscalculation and so uh, we were a little bit short on one of the orders so sorry to that customer as well and I mean sometimes if we operate in system we do really well and we almost always operate in system I can't actually remember the last time we kind of operated a little bit outside of system like that but this is such a special fish and we really wanted to get breeding groups out there so we did things a little different and anytime you do things out of system something's something can go wrong (laughs) again the fish are fine like those fish came in great shape and I think they're doing well for for all of our customers but uh, it's got to be disappointing when you're expecting uh, ten fish of a species you really want and you only get eight or or whatever it was, something like that. So Sorry to that customer. Anyway, I think that's all the mea culpas for this week. Now let's move on. Okay, so what should we do? Let's get to the giveaway. The giveaway for tonight is fairly straightforward, and I know it's not going to be... It's maybe not as exciting as getting a really cool fish or something. I can tell about that by the number of people that are here. There's only 170 people here. Thanks for being here, anyone that is. I really appreciate you joining us this Wednesday evening. If you wouldn't mind taking a moment to share this out. Maybe we can get more than 172 now people here and get a good crowd. But the giveaway for tonight is... A T-shirt. So if you go to the YouTube channel and click this tab here, Store. These are this is the merch that's available in the store. There's more Teespring, but this is the basic merch. And I love this design. I think Becca did an amazing job on this. This is an orange Venezuelan Cory, stylized, of course, in the Dan's Fish style, and. The, uh, the giveaway tonight is for one of these t-shirts with this design on it. You can pick your color. It's the classic tee. It looks like it comes in purple, is that navy, black, or is that a, a gray color? Pick, you can pick your color, you can pick your size, and uh, the winner will get that. So if you would like to win a really cool t-shirt, hashtag T-E-E-M-E, hashtag T-E-E-M-E, tee me for t-shirt me right No caps don't matter no spaces hashtag T E E M E no spaces caps don't matter then oh I should share that I think I already did but in case I didn't then uh, you'll be entered to win and get a, a free t-shirt and you as well in two months could have your very own t-shirt <laughs> hopefully teespring is caught up from the holiday rush or whatever their backlog was. I don't know what it was. And we can get you that quicker, but it takes them as long as it takes them and I can't do a thing to rush it. So Last thing before we get to a, a summary of what happened here this week is we have a favor to ask. If you have bought fish from us and experienced had an experience with us, then we would appreciate a review on Google an honest review we are not asking give us a, a five star review give us a good review we're not saying that ever please always an honest review now usually they're really good because we do good work but um, just, it's important to be honest or the whole review system breaks down and uh, I will leave a link here where you can do that there it is if you go there and leave a review, that'll help us get a little bit of credibility on Google, and that'll help Google share us out more, and that will help our business. So right now, I think there's one review on there, and it's a glowing five-star review, yay, but there's only one. And I don't know how you operate in the world, but when I go to a place, and I'm considering making a purchase or doing business with a company, and I read their reviews, and there's like one or two or three, and they're great. I'm like, yeah, that's probably you, your cousin, and your best friend. Like, it doesn't mean anything until it reaches a certain number of reviews. So I'm, I'm hoping to get a good number of reviews there on, on Google so that anyone that doesn't know Dan's Fish and is stumbling across us for the first time and goes to review us can be uh, can get a real sense of who we are in, in enough quantity that there's some credibility behind it. So, that's the favor I'm asking. If you wouldn't mind taking a moment to go there and do that, I would greatly appreciate it. Because right now, one glowing review, it just looks like, well, how do you believe that? It's, It's actually, it's kind of a shame how reviews are gamed. What the review system should be is an honest reflection of what the customer's experience is with the company, right? Otherwise they're meaningless. If if that's not what it is, it's meaningless. And I know there's a lot of places that want good reviews so badly that they'll beg you, please leave us a five star review, or if you give us good reviews, you'll get this little perk or or that remove any negative reviews. (laughs) Like there's all kinds of ways to do that. And we get requests frequently on getgills um so we we own getgills.com a place where if you have fish you want to sell directly to other hobbyists you can post them on getgills.com it's it's like aquabid or a site or ebay or a site like that and when vendors get a bad review on there they will sometimes i wouldn't say often most most vendors are great but we we'll, we we occasionally get requests that, hey, I got this bad review, could you remove it? And it's like, no, (laughs) what's, what's the point of the review system if we do that? Like what a review is, is a customer's um, honest reaction to their experience with you. And if I think their reaction, if I think I'm not in the wrong and the customer's in the wrong and all that, it doesn't matter it's the customers honest reaction to their experience that's that's all that matters so anyway it's it's always surprising to me when I hear about companies and I know there's other ones and I know there's other ones in this business that literally remove their negative reviews and I'm like well what's the point at that point it's not all it is at that point is propaganda all it is at that point is an advertisement for the company it's not an honest thing anyone can can have confidence in so it's meaningless at that point so so we don't do that we've we don't remove reviews um, the only time I've offered I have offered once to remove a review for a vendor on GetGills. they did not ask I offered and they didn't have a review but what happened is someone had made a purchase from that vendor and in we knew that that someone was a bad actor like straight up fraudulent and so we told that vendor hey you just got a purchase from someone that we know has acted fraudulently on this site in the past because we don't always know but when we do see it we want to help people right and so You do you, but we would highly advise just refunding their money and not sending the... We'd highly advise you don't follow through with that that transaction. And if you do refund the transaction and they get upset and leave you a bad review because you would not sell them the fish, then I will remove the review for you. They never did leave a review, so I didn't have to do that. But I was just trying to tell the vendor, look, this is a fraudulent person. Please... I would suggest you refund the money, don't send the fish, cancel the order and if that results in a bad reaction let me know and, and I'll take that off. In a case like that I, I would. So that's the only time I've ever offered to remove a review and the only time I've ever altered a review, a review was at a customer's request. They left a one star review with glowing language. They loved their order. They were so happy they left a one-star review because they thought one star was the highest. They didn't realize five stars was the highest. So they requested, once they realized, or, or they made a mistake and clicked the wrong thing, whatever. But they once they realized that they left a one-star review and wanted to leave a five-star review, um, they requested we change it and we did. So that's the only one we've ever changed at a customer's request. So, we try to keep that system honest so that it has actual meaning and you know that's true because anyone here in the chat at any time could say uh-uh, Danny raced my review but you'll never see that because I'll never do it so yeah Wow how did I get on that (laughs) rant over let's move on (laughs) Oh, I should say, Brenda does not have a song tonight. So for those that know, my wife is a professional musician, and usually every week after we end the live stream, she uh, she has a, a premiere where she sings a song for a few minutes, and I usually go over there right after my stream ends to, to join her premiere. This week she does not have that for those that that know her and, and would normally go, just to let she, give you a heads up. And the reason is she's she's uh, preparing for a, a concert. She's got a pretty intense concert that she's going to be uh singing in uh, at the end of this month and so she's taking all her singing time and all the wear and tear on her voice and stuff and putting it towards that as a singer you can only exercise okay i I, this is a fish channel i'm not going to get into that she can just real quick as a singer you you wear out your voice if you practice too much right so she has to take all of her practice and performance time and focus on the concert so she's not doing the the side gig until the concerts done so anyway with that I think we can finally get to the meat and potatoes of this let me tell you about our week so I am very excited because as you know I've been trying to crack the guppy problem for a while what's the guppy problem I didn't know there was a guppy problem. There is a guppy problem. The guppy problem is this. Guppies used to be, like, such a hardy staple fish. Hang on. My camera's bugging me. There we go. They were bulletproof. When I was a kid, I knew lots of people that kept them in, like, gallon pickle jars. No aeration or anything, just kept them in pickle jars, and they'd have a little colony going, put some plants in there, and they lived forever. I know several kids that did that that I grew up with. The sourcing on guppies has changed. It used to be that there were these dedicated hobbyists that would, would breed these guppies and they would breed them to be hardy and large and all that. Then things kinda changed. The, the breeding for guppies, the focus changed a bit and the sources changed a bit and it became an international kind of uh, industry guppy breeding and distribution with that came problems with the guppies so guppies used to be one of the hardiest fish ever now guppies are often one of the most difficult fish to keep alive long term sure they might last a couple of weeks but they're not gonna live out their full lives in a lot of cases I'm generalizing but it used to be the guppies were hardly ever a problem And now, guppies are very likely to be a problem. So, on my side, as a a person that sells lots of fish, I've experienced this. So I've been trying to find a good way to source guppies. The only super reliable way I've found so far to do it is to buy from hobbyists. Hobbyists tend, tend to do a great job with their guppies. But any industry supplier, I would have mixed results. I am thrilled to say that I brought in like nine or ten varieties this last week. And they are amazing. We did not have a single death in shipment. We have not had a single death since they arrived. They all look like they're in good shape. They're eating well, they're acting completely healthy, and here's what I love. Usually when guppies are shipped, they're just packed in the bags. Even if you request that they don't do that, there will be easily 150 to 200 guppies in a single bag when you purchase them at the industry level. It's been very difficult to find a supplier that doesn't do that. They they want to do that because it's more it's economically more viable for them and it's just become the industry standard and it's strange to you know step out a system and takes work and there's errors and all that stuff so it's been hard to do but these folks were willing to pack 10 guppies per bag we're talking about half a percent is that right No, 10% to 5% of the normal pack density. So, that went amazing. What that means is the guppies are not swimming in filth when they arrived. The water was crystal clear. They did not appear stressed. They were in amazing shape. So, that is a big win for me. To finally find a supplier who's willing to send me fish that are shipped humanely, and of the nine, ten, I think I got nine varieties. So um, males and females of each, they all looked great. This is the way I want to do guppies. Uh, when they come in, they, no appearance of stress, they had full color pretty much. I mean there was a little stress, they just got shipped, but ten guppies in a bag that would normally house, I don't know. 100 easily. 150 easily, maybe more. And they came in awesome. So, it's only been a few days. Things could still go wrong, but usually when I get guppies in, they're way overpacked. They're often struggling when they arrive. The water is obviously not pristine because you've got that many fish in that much water. It's not good. And uh, and it can be a real struggle to get them recovered and healthy. Now I used to think that that was because of my soft water. Guppies like harder water. And so I was like well I think it's just my water's too soft. Because I have very soft water in my previous facilities here in Sheridan, Wyoming. In this warehouse that we're currently operating in we have nice hard alkaline water which guppies love. And so I thought when we moved in here We'd have instant success with the guppies. Nope, still had a lot of problems. Tried lots of suppliers, lots of problems. I think Israel's going to be fine. Um, guppies from Israel, I think, are going to be fine. So we'll work on that still. But the nice thing about this strain is healthy, treated humanely, and the other thing is they're amazing. These are obviously lines that have been worked with tender loving care the fish are extremely uniform in color and body shape and finnage and it's, it's just obvious that this is like I don't know if this is gonna win the IFGA but it's high caliber guppies so now I have to say these are gonna be expensive when you ship 10 guppies in the amount of cargo space and weight that it would normally take to ship 100 to 200, you do the math on what the shipping was. It was very expensive. So the guppies are going to be very expensive. But if they get through their quarantine without problems, then I have every confidence in the world. From what I've seen so far, and I've observed a lot of guppies over the years, I, I know a healthy fish when I see it, usually. <laughs> usually, obviously not those lemon tetras. Um, Orange Bolivian Lemon Tetris. But anyway, I I have not been this excited about guppies in a long time, because usually when I've got guppies, it's been like, okay, I'll try these. They come in, I'm like, I, open, I lift the bag out of the box and I know, I'm just like, that's gonna be a problem. That's gonna take a lot of work and a lot of time, and, I'll, and I could still lose a lot of them. This one, totally the opposite reaction. So I can't wait to get them through quarantine. Usually I don't talk about this stuff till things are out of quarantine and ready to go. Because what, what happens if tomorrow it's like, for some weird reason, it's like, oh no, they all crashed. And then next week I have to be like, eh, actually, I, no, they're not as good as I thought. Like, like uh, that could happen, right? I've literally only had these since Monday. But I haven't opened a box of guppies that was that good and. In- Ever, I don't think ever, unless I was buying from a hobbyist. So, I'm excited, very excited. Okay, so so that happened, and I think that's the big breakthrough. Oh, platies and mollies. So I'm sorry if you're not a library geek. We'll get to other stuff soon. Got some amazing platies they're hyphen platys but they're not like the scrawny kind of hyphen thing these are obviously another line that's been worked with tender loving care healthy look amazing and then a strain of platys as well Al- albino silver platys i think they call them platinum because they're albino silvers right and uh well i'm not sure maybe they're not silver maybe that truly is a platinum color variation and they're dis albinos of that i don't know my mollies well enough as far as genetics and what you call each variable and each morph uh, to tell you the color, but I think they're platinums is what they were calling them. Look so good, and uh, some tails I haven't had before that I'm pretty excited about. So, all in all, great week. But the guppies that made, well, that 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 made my week, man. That was that was huge for me. Hopefully this is the answer to that problem and literally it's been years I've been trying to figure out Where is a good consistent supplier of guppies nine strains all doing great Okay With that I geez I think I've talked for 32 minutes. That's probably enough Let's get into what's going on with you guys before we do that I want to thank my moderators for being here and doing what the mods do thank you thank you thank you appreciate you all so much and with that let's get into the chat we'll now get to your questions and comments I have some chats that I didn't see before Michael Mellier. Michael Mellier, it's so good to see you man I hope you're doing well um, I hope did you graduate are you done with all that anyway it'd be good to hear from you see what you're doing these days oh Speaking of Michael Melier, this reminds me, earlier today I got all of the uh, live streams onto the podcast. So I'm all caught up. So if you would rather listen to these things than watch them, and I understand that if you're at work or something, you know, and you can just listen, then it's kind of a pain to have to have YouTube on when you could just have a podcast on, right? Drains your battery needlessly. So I get it. Um, all those up through last week are all available now on the dance fish podcast at whatever podcast streaming service you prefer to use kelly foreman kelly hello my glow light daniels oh that reminds me i need to order more let me make a note glow light daniels my glow light daniels arrived yesterday and they're doing great just tallied it up i've ordered 242 fish from you over the years And I've yet to have a single loss. Wow. Yes. Awesome, Kelly. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. That's normal. You know, it is kind of sad, though. It's the problems cluster. (laughs) I don't know. I haven't done the statistics on this. Maybe this would be fun to do this one day. But anecdotally, without having done the math, It appears that the problems cluster, like most people never have a problem, but it seems like most of our problems are clustered onto the same few people. And I am not blaming them. For the most part, I don't think it's their fault. Like they are straight up good people that order, and for some reason, they have the lion's share of the problems and I know I'm talking about before they get the fish out of the box and into the tank even, so I'm not blaming them like they don't know how to keep fish. And, and they'll respond quickly to us, so I know the fish didn't like sit out on the porch in the sun and get baked or get frozen or whatever, so it's, I don't know, I'd have to run I gotta run the statistics on that just to see if that intuitive sense of what's happening is actually happening, but yeah 242 fish, and not a problem with Kelly Foreman's fish. Whew, that's nice. That's what we're striving to do. Yeah. Yay for finding guppies with a will to live. I know, Steven, right? Yes, I'm excited. Oh, and it's not just that they're going to live. They're like. Eh. I don't know enough about judging guppies at a show to say these are show quality guppies, but. Me looking at them as a guy that doesn't know, you know, there should be this exact shape on the dorsal, it should extend this far on the body, and all without knowing all those metrics. These look like show guppies to me. They're just, they're amazing. They're consistent. I'm, I yeah, I'm thrilled, thrilled. You're not. No one's going to be thrilled at the price, but I think they're going to be amazing. Chris Resicker hey Dan my female koi bet I got from you is doing awesome and she's been chowing down on guppy fry oops Well, well you know sometimes you have to find a way to keep the guppy population down I understand that and look fish eat fish it's just that's just the law of the jungle all right now let's get to all these questions and comments by the way thanks for the super chats everyone all those super chats and the members comments that I just read and now we're gonna get to Leo Two 209 aquatics is the first chat I can see but I don't know how to respond to it because it just says there made one does that mean you made oh you made a comment oh I think that's what you're saying let's just let's take it let's take a look see a review so we had one review Chad thank you for the kind review we appreciate it and now we have let's see how this is going are folks leaving reviews on Google now 12 reviews well that is that's an improvement that is a great improvement alright I'm not going to read them all right now but uh, thanks guys so for those that don't know we're trying to get uh, more Google reviews so if you've bought fish from us if you've been a customer and had an experience with my company and would like to leave an honest review at Google, then we would appreciate it. And I will, let's see, can I still leave that? There it is. I will leave the link to do that in the chat right there. Thank you, Leo209Aquatics Leo and anyone else that just left a review. Del Cantrell book was put on hold due to some events that have happened over the two months within my personal life, all ranging from the deaths of our HVAC going out. Hopefully, we'll be back to it soon. Good luck with that, Del. I I hope hope that goes well. And I hope your HVAC is fixed, especially if you lost heat. I don't know where you're (laughs) located, but if you were in Wyoming and that happened and you didn't have a wood stove, man, call me. I've got a warm place. <laughs> the Fish Guy 5. Can you get Sudadanio Rebellus Neon Red rasboras? I can, but I'm not going to. So Sudadaneos, I love them. Um, okay, on the sly, I've tried some Sudadaneos again because I really like them. I can't keep them alive. I, I tried again, I wanted it to work. I thought it would work we had we had a plan in place to that we thought would solve the problem. It did not solve the problem, and the batch all died there's a few fish I just can 't keep alive. so Nadanios are one of them now they did fine in my old facility in I might have had a batch that did okay in this facility at one time too but in general it's just not worth it's not worth so it's just not fair to the fish is bottom line what it is if I've tried several orders from several suppliers and they just keep not doing well I'm just not going to keep ordering and I just don't like killing fish. So I do everything I can to avoid it. Rocket killies, clown killies, uh, Sudeppa platys annulatus, same story. I don't know why. I've tried lots of suppliers. I tried a hobbyist breeder. That hobbyist had amazing fish. They arrived in good shape. I could tell they had been well taken care of. But for some reason, I couldn't keep them alive. I also got Fundolopanchax garden right from that hobbyist, so that's the batch we're selling right now, and they're doing great, no problems there. For some reason, I don't know why, in this new facility, I cannot keep clown killies alive. Um, there's a couple of fish like that where it's like I've tried enough times for enough different suppliers that I'm confident that I'm the problem. There are fish where I know it's the supply chain, and I have to work through that. To find the right supplier that will treat them correctly and and all that like we've done with the guppies I hope I mean I think we have I need a little more time two days is not long enough to make that judgment but anyway Um, (laughs) I haven't jinxed the guppy thing but uh you get to the point where you're like it's not them it's me And it's not fair to the fish to keep doing it. And that's where I'm at with the Sudadanios right now, unfortunately. Orange Cones, talking to Geek Boy. Hey, Geek Boy, just got around to watching your interview of sorts. Nice setup. Yeah, Geek Boy has amazing tanks, beautiful planted tanks, and the coolest breeding setup. Like, talk about a way to breed a lot of fish in a limited space with one aquarium. Geek boy's figured it out. I, I, it was it was great to visit there. Thanks again for having me, Geek boy. I appreciated it. Mindy K, I love this. Mindy, we love you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for participating. This chat would be awful boring, and I would have trouble coming up with things to think about if you guys were not uh, participatory. <laughs> Spinster sister, guppies are cool, and thanks for looking out for the cups. You need mine. I do. If you're a hobbyist and you breed guppies and you have enough to sell them in quantity and the strain's somewhat consistent, like I, I, I want to try to avoid sending, ideally, I can't, I can't always do this because who knows what's happened in, in the past of a strain, right? But ideally, if I sell you a male and female guppy, what I want to happen is when you breed them, if you're going to do that, and we're hobbyists, right? We breed guppies. Not everyone, but a lot of us, that's why we're getting the guppies. Because it's fun to breed them. So you breed them. What I want to happen is for the babies to, the vast majority of the time, look very similar to the parents. So I have turned down some hobbyist bred guppies in the past because uh, the line just wasn't set enough. And I didn't want someone to have the experience where they breed. I'm going to breed these two guppies together and then all the babies look like... you know, mud guppies. So so if your line's somewhat fixed and you can produce them in number, I'm interested. In fact, if you're a hobbyist breeder and you have any fish available, please contact me. And there are some people I need to get a hold of. It's I've been driving to Denver a lot. <laughs> you guys will see a video coming out about one of those trips. And uh I, I'm behind on, there have been a couple hobbies who've sent some emails about some fish they have available, I've got to get back to them, uh, and I will, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm aware, I'm not ignoring you, it's just, sometimes I describe my life like this, and this is kind of a negative way to describe my problem solving approach, but, or my prioritization approach, but a way to describe it is this, it's a good life, but this is a fun way to describe it, I'm standing on a field and all around me are all these fires burning at different intensities and approaching me at different speeds and my job is to try to identify the fire that is gonna get to me at a certain time and put it out before it gets to me and so I've got all these fires coming to me some are more important than others some are more hazardous than others and I'm standing there with a garden hose and I've got to pick the right one Um, and prioritize the right one or I'm going to get burned so (laughs) that's again video game ish very kind of negative way to describe it and I I don't feel negative about life or this business or anything but but it's it's a fun way to describe it yeah (laughs) which fire do I spray Spinster, sister, what size bag for the 10 guppies were used to ship them in? Like, what you would normally send 100 in. Like, I I didn't measure them. But typically, you get an import box, you pull out a bag, and there's 100 guppies or more in it. That size bag. I'm sorry, I don't... I didn't measure it or weigh it or anything like that. Beck's Fish Room! Hill Streams! Hopefully back in stock soon. Reticulated. I... I am trying to get more. That order will land on the 27th of this month. Just because I order them doesn't mean they'll show up, but I've ordered a few species including the reticulated, Sewellia lineolata, and uh, so we'll see. But the place I am ordering them from is the place we've got the previous few batches from that have come in so big and fat and sassy and have have been so green. hopefully they'll do well as well hopefully they show up and hopefully they show up in good shape Jacob Metzner can you explain more about the high-end swordtails and why someone may or may not be able to breed them you mentioned in a previous video that the ones you had could be bred yes let me show you okay and let me show you something else um, Okay. Oh, I'm going to have to show you a couple things. Just a moment. This will be worth it, I promise. If you're listening on the podcast, I am pulling up some images so I can explain why some sore tails, and I'll I'll make it about some other fish as well, um, are not breedable. Okay. So let's look at a soretail. This is a soretail. This right here, the anal fin on a soretail, or a guppy, or a molly, or poseliids, or cephophorus, those kinds of fish. Um, it's basically modified into a penis, more or less. So you have this reproductive organ right here that you can see. Same length as an anal fin, just rolled into a tube, is more or less what's happened. And then you have, well, looky here, the lyre tail sword tail. See the gonopodium on this? It's deformed. See how all the fins are elongated? That's what makes them, you know, kind of pretty. But also, that means the gonopodium is elongated. And I know the jokes are going to fly keep it clean here guys this is a a channel we want we want kids to be able to that are interested in fish to be able to chat about but um in this fish believe it or not this is not a good thing that this is elongated what it means is it's not functional this is functional this is good we can see this one clearly short anal fin length just rolled into a tube functional that fish can fertilize a female with that gonopodium. This one, beautiful lyre tail, right? Nice finnage. I mean, this is not a show quality fish, but it's got extended fins and all that. But the gonopodium is also extended and it doesn't fit right onto the female, and so fertilization doesn't take place. So if you want to breed this fish, you have to take the female, so here's a female, so, you can have a female liar tail, or liar tail, however you say it, and breed her to a male with a normal gonopodium that is heterozygous for this genetic trait, and a portion of the babies will look like this. That's why the liar tails and a few other strains are, uh, are more expensive, because there's more steps to go through to get. babies and you don't get as many babies as if you could breed two pure, genetically pure, not genetically pure, a male and female together with the same genome for that trait instead of having to go heterozygous about it. Okay, same thing with guppies. It's not just swordtails. So here's a guppy. There's a normal gonopodium, right? Anal fin that's rolled into a tube more or less. Here's a ribbon guppy. See the problem? This male is never going to be able to fertilize that female with this deformed, elongated anal fin because now it's not a functional gonopodium because it's just been, I don't know, it's deformed. It doesn't fit right. The lock doesn't fit the keyhole, I should say. No, the lock doesn't, yeah, that's right. The key doesn't fit the keyhole. The lock doesn't fit the key. So, yeah, that's why. So, there are certain fish that we have that uh, you cannot breed uh, for the same homozygous trait. You can't breed a female with that trait to a male with that trait because it just doesn't function. So, you have to take a heterozygous male. Anyway, I already explained it, but that's why. It's just its reproductive uh, organ is deformed to the point where it can't reproduce with it. Oh, yeah. And, and so some of the fish with long fins and stuff, uh, if that long fin trait also affects the gonopodium, you can't breed it. The ones I get, you can. I, every now and then I'll get a fish um, in a batch that does have the elongated gonopodium, but most of them don't. I, I never seek that out. I, I try to sell fish that don't have that trait. Matt M. The Pseudomobile luminatus and signifer I got from you at the end of January bred quickly and I already have fry almost a month old from bull species, super healthy fish, thanks. Matt, I'm glad to hear it. If you get so many that you need an outlet for it, I'm always in the market for luminatus. That is a fish I, I can't keep in stock almost. And the signifer, yeah, I haven't had signifer in a while as well, so I'd love to get both of those. So if you breed enough that you're like, man, what do I do with these 300 babies? You email me, hello at dancefish.com, and we'll take care of it. Jody Crockett, could you explain the physical differences between the two Brachygobius species you have? I can't, Jody, because I looking at them, they look very similar. Um, what I would need to do is get a real close-up picture of both, put them side by side, and analyze them and I I just haven't done that. But the main thing I want to know, because they look very similar, and they're probably similarly behaved and similar uh, needs and all that. What I need to know is if the Brachiogobius ocelot, species ocelot, can live full-time in freshwater long-term and be okay. I think that might be the case, but I get a lot of conflicting information when I look online, Uh, and I don't know a source that's definitive enough that I can go to where I can be like, yep, that's the one I'm trusting. So what I'd like to do is find someone that's kept the uh, ocelot bumblebee goby long term and let me know. Yeah, I've had that fish for a year and a half in freshwater and it's fine. Great. That would be useful information to me. So as far as I know, that's the only as far as keeping them and enjoying them and all that as an aquarist that's the main difference that I'm concerned about. They look very similar otherwise. I, I think that the uh, Xanthomellus, which is the true freshwater bumblebee goby, maybe has a little bit thinner black on it, maybe the black isn't quite as well defined, but I, I haven't yet really dug into that. Jody, so I can't tell you for sure. Oh shoot! I was reading a comment in the chat, just jumped. Let me see if I can get to it. I think I can. Carlos Diaz, Carlos Diaz. Hello. Before I get to Carlos, Kayla's Aquatics and Reptiles throwing down a little pippy long stocking. Put some pep in our step. There she is. Thanks, Scalers Aquatics! Bob, I appreciate you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for putting the pippy out there. Carlos Diaz, do you think a giant koi betta live with a blue German ram, 30 rummy nose, 10 Congo tetras, and 6 Cory cats? Um, if this is all smashed into, like, a 10-gallon tank, no, because it'd be too much activity around the betta. But if it's in a, uh, I don't know, a large tank, then sure, I think that would be fine. Now, I'd always have a plan B. I've kept bettas with lots of species of fish. Usually, I don't have a problem. But every now and then, a betta surprises me. Just had a betta that was in with some bettas and was doing fine. And then one day we came, or that was in with some guppies and was doing fine. And then one day we came in and it's like, oh, <laughs> he decided to nip some tail fins. We also had a a betta that was in with some quarries. These were paleotis, and kept chasing the quarries around, wanting to nip them. Then I've had other bettas with quarries long-term, no problems at all. So I would have a plan B, because I don't think there's ever a guarantee with a betta. Their personalities just, I think, are too individual to make a blanket statement. But I would try that, provided the tank was big enough that the beta wasn't surrounded with frenetic activity all the time, they don't like that. They like to be able to find a calm place, right, and everything's crowded together, they can't get that. So the tank's big enough, and the flow is not too high, Bettas don't like high flow. They're not going to want to fight the current. Then, uh, yeah, I I think I would try that. But I'd have a plan B for sure. Full metal! Any chili razz in the works? Yes, I've got a group of chili razz right now. That I'm I'm hoping I'll be able to sell soon, and that is a fish I, I try to keep in stock, and hopefully the group will do well and I'll be able to sell them soon. Dustin Tolbert, hey Dan, love your approach to the business. Any leads on 134s sometime soon? I don't. Um, let's take a quick field trip, folks. So this will be a pleco, L134 pleco. Um, I shouldn't say that. I, I do have a source that I could get leopard frog plecos from. The reason I haven't is because of the cost. I think I think I'd have to sell them for over a hundred bucks a piece at the price that that supplier wants for them. And I know you can get them for sixty to eighty bucks a piece, so makes it hard for me to bring a fish in when the price differential between what I could sell them for and what another business could sell them for is so high because uh, yeah, then it just then I don't know if they'll sell. And the, the second reason is the source for those is not my normal source. If my normal breeder had them Um, I'd probably try it. I'd work with them, maybe try a few and see how it went. Just because then I can say, Aquarium bred and raised, I know they're going to be really good stock and uh, not hybridized or anything. I just know that source and so then I can tell you guys, hey these are more but the source is pristine and maybe then it's worth it. But when it's not that person and it's not that breeder this is just an industry supplier then it's hard for me to say I don't really know the provenance of these this is not someone I get lots of plecos from and uh, Mm. and they're twice as much as you can buy them somewhere else It, it just doesn't make sense so I'm hoping my breeder will have some if I remember right I think I think there was once when they might have had a few for sale but I could be misremembering that as well that is one that I will I, I would bring in if that breeder had them because I do like leopard frog plecos a lot. By the way, I saw an amazing group of leopard frog plecos in the uh, fish store that I toured in Colorado in Denver. Uh, oh, what's it called? About Fish. Uh, hang on, I gotta. Oh, Denver, Colorado fish store. Okay, what was this called? I just want to shout them out. Cuz I thought they did a good job. Huh, they aren't showing it let's see, aquarium stores? Denver, Colorado? Den Colorado. Let's see if that'll get it to me. Nope, I'm not seeing it. Hang on. Keep looking here. I can't take too long, though, because this makes for bad television. And if you're listening to the podcast, it's like there's dead air right now. I get it. So I'm not going to stay here forever. Shoot, I don't remember the name of the store, and I don't think I see them showing up on my quick Google search, but... If you're in Denver, Colorado, somewhere there is a aquarium store near you that had a lot of great-looking leopard frogs, and they were only selling them. They were sixty bucks, sixty-nine bucks. That's a great price. Now I don't know if they were wild caught, in which case that that make, yeah, then I can see that price. Or if they were aquarium bred. If they were aquarium bred, though, $60, 70 bucks. That's an amazing price. But um, yeah, anyway. That's my thoughts about that. Leo 209, aquatics. Rainbow fish would be good with the SCP in the 60, right? Debating between the Wallum and the Skull Creek. Leo, what's an SCP? Man, I thought I'd seen every fish abbreviation known to man, but... I don't know what SCP is. I'm sorry. I'm old enough that I don't know what that means. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I feel my age, like the latest, like, you know, I know LOL. I know R O T F L. I know a couple, B R B. I know a couple, but yeah balls. I breed the rocket killifish. I can't kill them even if I want to. I wish I had your problem. One of my favorite fish ever, can't keep it alive. Del Cantrell, what size would you like rainbows? Calitawa, uh, Melandi, Herbaldoxorati, Centeniensis, all 0.5 to 0.75 inches and very healthy. One other species I'm not allowed to release publicly yet too. Del, once they hit an inch, then I would love to get them all. Um, I think .75 is just a little, too, a little too small, but once they hit an inch Dell, I would be very excited about purchasing those. Can you let anyone know the strains of the guppies? I, I can off the top of my head. I would get it all wrong. Like common name guppy strains, they're like... This isn't one of them, but it's like Imperial Flower Dragon Super Red Albino moon half moon uh big dorsal like i, I just can't keep it straight I, i'd have to i'd have to actually look at the list and read them to get them right i'm sorry timothy watson hello there watching from my fish room oh that's awesome building stands yes that's what this is for like this is i think the ideal thing for someone working their fish room building stands like just this is that's when i used to consume lots of live streams and stuff. Love, love, all your plecos, but I focus more on discus. Will you ever import discus? So, I hope so. There was a time when I did only discus. Like, like some people that know me from, I don't know, a few years ago, know me as a discus guy, cause that's, I used to have a very small, small for me, <laughs> It's a good-sized fish room, but I used to have a much smaller fish room, and so I, I focused on one kind of fish just because uh, in that size fish room, when you're trying to do something for a business, then uh, it makes sense to focus on one thing, and I do miss them. When we expand... So here's what has to happen. The business has to grow to... What about 20 percent more than it's doing right now i think is about the number uh and if the business can grow to that number to about 20 percent more business than we're doing now and by the way the business has doubled annually so and we're already doing way more the first quarter of this year than we did the last quarter of last year any quarter last year so we are growing we are Growing towards sustainability Um, if we can do 20% more business every month get to that point and to the point where we're pretty much sustaining that and we're not worried about fluctuations like we're confident that's what's going to happen then we can explore the idea and I don't know the exact timeline for this but we can explore the idea of doubling the size of our facility when we do that we can we'll have to install more of our water system right and expand that, and it might make sense in that process to take a couple of rows of tanks and make it so that they run at a hotter temperature than the rest of the aquariums in the in the warehouse um, It might not we, we, we but if it were to happen. I think that's when it would happen so we get to that point then we need to explore and go through all the engineering and see can we do that can we do that reliably uh what would it cost to do that what would it cost to run and maintain that with the extra heat and all, all those things and if we can do that then that might be something that that's that's how that would happen and that's what i want to happen but i have to grow this stage of the business to the point where I can seriously explore that. Something else that could be kinda cool is, let's say we're using a heat exchanger as part of that process, putting the warmer water into those rows of tanks, then we end up with some cooler water, right? What if we take that and have a couple rows that run, I don't know, a little cooler and maybe that's for uh, gudeaids and some temperate species and maybe some goldfish. I don't know, but my mind is definitely dreaming and thinking in those directions. But I haven't done any sustainability models. I haven't done any math on that. And so when we get to the point where it's like, okay, looks like this is sustainable, looks like this is working, looks like expanding might make sense, then I do the math. And then we figure out in Random Arms, Jonathan and I get together um, and get some... Folks that we, you know, beat all that out, consult with some folks that we trust, and uh, if it all looks like it might work, then we can do the expansion. That's that's what we're planning on doing. That's what we want to do. But uh, we got to get this original business to the point it needs to be first. So right now we're getting to, to we're getting there, but. more will make this a sustainable, profitable business. This business is not profitable right now. Uh, On a business like this, you have to reach a certain threshold, and then when you do, things scale really reasonably. But until you reach that threshold, it's, you're, you're still a startup, and that's where we are. So we're working towards that. Now I would like to say, because of our amazing customers and i know a lot of folks watching our customers things are are going in that direction things are growing and doing well but yeah 20 percent more about i think is the number i I calculated it a couple weeks ago and i can't remember the exact percentage something like that oh scp is spotted congo puffer oh leo i should have known that by the way I'm enjoying all your content all your little videos and pictures and stuff uh of the the puffer i'm, I'm so glad that you're enjoying that fish so much it's like it's like you found your spirit animal <laughs> i love watching that so i have i've never kept a spotted congo puffer long term with any other species except for some like endlers i think it was uh and that wasn't on purpose there were just There were a lot of plants in the tank, and there were some baby endlers that I couldn't catch. And they just grew up in there with them, and everyone got along fine. So that's my only experience. I really don't know about keeping spotted Congo puffers with other species. I know other people are doing it. And by the way, this is not me saying you shouldn't do it or that can't work. I think that that is one of the species of puffers that's a good candidate for being in a community aquarium. I know lots of people that do that. I don't know of any that have kept them with rainbows. I don't think that would be a problem. The problem I could see is rainbows being active, especially chilathrina, those calliowallum, Very active, very fast fish. Chilathrina uh, probably the fastest of the rainbow fish. They are more elongated built for speed more slender like a torpedo in the water and so with a Spotted Congo puffer I could see two possible issues I'm not saying these are issues but the two things I would have in the back of my mind are are the rainbows gonna move around quickly enough and things that they actually kind of bother the puffer just their constant movement and then are the are the rainbows gonna get to the food so fast that it's gonna be hard for the puffer to get enough food. So those are the two things that I would have in the back of my mind as I was making that decision and planning the setup and all that. So that's my thoughts, Leo. Oh, and by the way, thank you so much for the super chat. Always appreciated, never required, but we are a little startup company and we, every, every penny counts. Like at this stage, literally, $2 is great. We're not a massive conglomerate that frowns on any help whatsoever, so thank you. Um, Deb Hall D. I found Sudanians die immediately when removed from water. In-water transfer only, like moving puffer fish. Okay, that's good to know. That hasn't been my experience with them. But that's good to know. There are fish that uh, they definitely can shock out easier than others when they're netted. Geek boy, you are still always welcome. Oh, I'll take you up on that, geek boy. Yeah, I I hope to visit you. I don't know. Maybe when I go down on the twenty-six, we'll we'll see if that works out. And. I don't know yet, yeah, you guys haven't seen the video yet, Geek Boy bred this amazing group of uh, peacock gudgeons that are in his amazing 90 gallon planted aquarium. It's just so beautiful and, uh, and I am planning on bringing some of those peacock gudgeons here to sell to you guys so that's another reason to go down and visit Geek Boy. Coro works. So you want good stable guppy lines. What about pure Endler blood lines like El Tigre? So it's not... So yes, I want good stable guppy li- uh, lines and Endler lines. Absolutely. I'm very interested in that. My experience, though, is... So, so that's a side issue. And yes, that's what I want. That's, that's the ideal, right? It's a beautiful guppy that's healthy that breeds true. That's like, of course, that's a 10. I would settle for healthy guppies at this point. Like, let's get there first. So I have tried lots of suppliers and a lot of them have been purebred, pure lines and all that. Some of them have not been as pure. You, you can tell by the consistency of the fish that you're getting and you can tell by what their babies look like when they drop a, a litter and i have not yet found a difference between the purity of the line and the health of the fish what i have found is there's some real supply chain issues around guppies and getting healthy ones is difficult but if what you're asking is am i also interested in good lines of of endlers yes absolutely yes like to buy from you and then sell here. Yeah, if you've got a line that's in good shape and is healthy, then I would love that. Orange cones, just need to know the size of faroella you want. Well, I, I want your Faruela. Orange cones, I've told you so many times I want to buy your Faruelas. I don't think that, I don't think I'm the one holding up this transaction. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, I think once a Faruela is around two inches, it's probably big enough to travel. That, that would be my my thought. Xanadu, love Dan's fish, that is all. Thanks Xanadu, especially after some of the mistakes we've made on your orders. Uh, yeah, I know we haven't been perfect and uh, I just appreciate your support, thank you so much. Forrest, Kendall, hey Dan, just so you can mispronounce my name again, <laughs> thanks Forrest, <laughs> and paying $20 for the privilege. That's generous of you. Kai Kendall? Kui Kendall? Key Kendall? I can't, I, I can't remember. I'm sure we went through this whole thing where I finally got it right and knew what it was and now I've forgotten. But thank you so much for the super chat. Always appreciated. Never required. But it does make my wife super happy when money falls out of the computer screen, so thank you. Alright, there are 248 people here. For those of you that did not uh, hear the announcement earlier, we are trying to get more reviews on Google. So if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, I'm going to link... I just linked the place you can go to leave a review. Um, if you've done business with us and you don't mind taking a moment and leaving a review, an honest review, I'm not asking for a five-star review, I'm asking for an honest review of your experience, then I would appreciate that very much. The reason I'm doing that is we, we had a review and it was a glowing five-star review, which is great, but um, if you're going on Google and reading reviews and there's one good review, you're like, is that the guy reviewing his own business? Like is that legit? So I'm hoping we can get a, enough reviews in Google fairly quickly so that people, when they... We're getting a lot more people coming to our site that don't know us. There's a lot more people going to dancefish.com that uh, are being pushed there from Google and other places that don't know us on YouTube or other things, so they don't know what we're all about. They don't know why we're more expensive. They don't know the, the way we do business. And so for those people, one of the first things they're going to do, at least I would do, is type in search reviews of us, right? And so um, it will help our business a lot if there's enough Google reviews or help those customers a lot. If there's enough Google reviews that they're like, oh, okay, there's enough reviews here. I can actually have a sense that, of what this is versus one or a few where it's hard to trust the reviews that way. Um, Xanadudu, throwing down $20 so long and thanks for all the fish as Douglas Adams says. (laughs) Thanks Xanadudu, really appreciate you. And thanks for the generous super chat, um, despite our screw ups. Okay, where was I? Well, I was sitting in my chair at my computer doing a live stream last I checked. Here we are. Survival of the fishiest. Love my L471s I got last year. Ordering another tonight. I'm glad to hear that. Those. Finding a breeder that consistently uh, produces good quality L471s. That's the mini Snowball Pleco. Small little guys. Just like a 201, but small. Not just like, but superficially like a 201, but stays little. Uh, he's been a. Uh, one of the great triumphs, I would say, of my fish mongering career. I'm glad you got one. I'm glad you like them. Del Cantrell, luckily we live in Virginia Beach, so our HVAC system being down is not a big issue. Yeah, yeah. Just keep a space heater in the fish room for exceptionally cold nights, keeps it more natural. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I have friends who have had their heat go out here locally, and it's like, and if, and they don't have an alternative, like, they don't have a wood stove or anything, so their electricity goes out, <laughs> and it's 30 degrees outside, and I'm not, like, exaggerating. On a Wyoming winter, it's like, that's bad. That's bad. Like, you better blow out your pipes and find a, a friend with, a, with some power or a wood stove. Leslie Perry, I've never ordered multiple fish through the mail. How do you figure shipping costs? Okay, let me show you. so let's go to dance fish and do a dummy order to induct leslie in the mysteries of ordering fish online so let's say go to dance fish and you can get some cardinal tetras get three of those and um, for the first example i'm going to go to checkout with just the cardinal tetras and by the way when you click here Tells you here the shipping options, so we can ship up to 80 for $70, 28 for $50, 7 for 40 bucks, and 17 for 45 bucks. So if you go to the listing and open it up, it'll tell you right here what the cost is, how many fish we can ship for what amount. If you buy just this fish, okay. So uh, let's see here. Where do I need to go? I need to go here. go to my cart and let's go to checkout just so I can show you something Um, so if you go here this will show you that if you choose the small box it'll cost you $39 and by the way this is for UPS next day delivery Uh, they'll typically get to you I don't know where you live but if you live in a a place close to like a UPS hub in, in most major cities The box will get to you by 10 a.m. in a lot of cases, some cases by noon. If you're a little more far flung or the deliveries are slow that day for some reason, it can be later, but it's a pretty good delivery service. And the box is 57% empty. So you know that you've got three of these, and if you put them in a small box, it'll cost 40 bucks, and the box will be half empty. So we try to tell you that so you can make a decision. Okay, do I want this box to come half empty? Yes, okay, great, then you go and finish. Or maybe you're like, well, if I'm paying 40 bucks for shipping, I might as well fill the box up. So if you click let's fill it up, it'll generate a big list of fish that can fit in that box with those Tetras. So let's go with, uh, I don't know, pygmy quarries. So we'll add some pygmy quarries, we'll add three of those, click update check out and now in a small box we can f- f- we fit six fish and it's fourteen percent empty and you can decide yeah I want to get more fish or I want to ship like that if you want to get more fish <laughs> then what did I do did I screw something up or did I find an error I think I found an error that's interesting um, I will have to let Random Arms know. It takes you to the newsletter. Sorry folks, I'm jotting a note down for uh, our uh, technical guru about that error. took me to the newsletter when I tried to fill box. That is something I've never seen before. (laughs) So let's do this another way. Let's go to Dance fish. And let's find a small fish, a pygmy hatchet. Add to cart, add one, check out. Now it's telling me this small box is $39 and it's full. A large box would be 50 bucks and it's 75% empty. A medium box would be forty five ninety nine, and it's 58% empty. A giant box would be 70 bucks, and it's, you know, 91% empty. So we try to guide you through from the get-go. Let me remove, let me remove these items. Um, we try to guide you through from the get-go so you kind of know what you're getting into. If you just open the description here, right click on the item and scroll down, this is your first thing. It's okay, this is the amount it costs for this many of this item. And next day, small fits one. Okay, there's another error. We're full of errors tonight. I'm gonna fix that real quick because this is not a breeding group, right? This is for a single fish. Yeah. So that's left over probably from when we were selling breeding groups and uh, we are no longer doing that. So I'm gonna go here and fix that real quick. So this is the back end of the website. This is what it looks like. And uh, this is how we operate. Red tail. Good day, Ed. edit this. Sorry, I'm streaming and doing other things and trying to do this, and so it's, the site's gonna be slow. Okay, so in a small box, we can fit, it says four and seven, this is wrong. Yeah. Johnny, it looks like what happened is, when we changed this from a breeding group to individual fish, we forgot to change the number of fish that could fit in a box. So I'm actually, not gonna fix that. I'm gonna make a note for Johnny. Johnny, if you're watching, if you could fix that. Well, in three minutes on my side, I found two errors. That <laughs> doesn't usually happen. <laughs> but when it does happen, it happens when you're live streaming, for sure. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay it's about time to do this giveaway killers aquatics and reptiles punching me in the face with a fox cat that reminds me i hope chattanooga ed is doing well and curl kitty fox cat with a uh, number one sign thank you very kind bob punches me in the face curl kitty 08 tells me i'm great (laughs) i'll take them both thank you for the super chats folks Let's go to this giveaway. So the giveaway for tonight is for one of these awesome t-shirts designed by Beck, Becks. I think she did a great job on this little orange Venezuelan quarry. That's, oh wait, I'm not actually showing, sure. there it is. Orange Venezuelan cory design. I, I think that's awesome. And the winner is, let's see here, go here. There are 165 people eligible. Out of 259 and the winner is oh I should be live for this the winner is Zim's aquatics and hobby Zim's you have won you have two minutes to chime in and let us know you're here you do that just by leaving a comment so comment say something anything you have two minutes to do that at 829 if you've not done that then you forfeit your winnings and we will draw somebody else while we're waiting, let's get to one last, probably have time for one last question or comment here. Survival of the fishiest. I already, didn't I, I think I responded to one of survival of the fishies, but this should be quick. Do you have a list of the fish you have in quarantine so we can know what may be coming in soon? No, I, I strenuously avoid doing that. Oh, why am I on that screen? I avoid doing that on purpose because I don't want to get people's hopes up, and then if the fish don't make it through quarantine, have them be devastated. So um, I used to do that, but there was a time when I had a fish in that someone was very excited about. I forget what it was, and so I was like, oh, yeah, well, I've got some in quarantine. You know, they're doing great. And they got very excited, started setting up the aquarium. All that stuff, and then something happened, and that fish died during the quarantine process. So imagine, imagine that person's experience, right? They're all excited. I was excited too. I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, they've probably spent money on a setup specific to that animal. They're getting it already, and then, uh, and then I'm like, ooh, I've got some bad news, right? So. I d I'm just trying to avoid that so I don't actually tell people except for these guppies that I was too excited about and hopefully I don't live to regret it like every now and then I break my own rules because I'm a kid in a candy store and I just you're my commi- you guys are my fish club like I grew up going to fish clubs and I would have interaction with hobbyists and it was great and now I've moved to Sheridan Wyoming there's a few hobbyists here to interact with but there's not enough to really have a viable monthly fish meeting or anything like that and so I rely on you you're my you're my fish peeps I, I yes this is a business and I do this for that but that's not why I started this I started this to have people fellow fish nerds to communicate with and that's still the fix I get out of this every week so sometimes I forget I'm a business and I, I let the hobbyist take over and the excitement comes out and i uh, And so I do break my own rules sometimes, but I try... In general, I don't, because I don't want someone to have that experience where they're like, get so excited, start building the environment, get everything set up, and then it's like, oh, I have the worst news. And then I have to tell them that, right? Let's see where we're at. All right, Zim's Aquatics and Hobbies has responded. They're here, and we will get you a t-shirt, Zim's Aquatics and Hobbies. If you wouldn't mind sending us an email, we need your first and last name, your mailing address, and the size shirt you want. If you wouldn't mind letting us know the color you want. So you can get it in, uh, in these various colors. Just let us know the one you want, and we'll, we'll do that for you. Thanks for participating, Zims. We appreciate it. Oh, I'm on the wrong screen. Yeah, I do that a lot. With that, we are we are out of time. So we are going to close this thing down. I want to do that first by thanking my moderators for doing what they do every week thank you then I want to thank my members it's it's so helpful to have the the memberships uh, that little bit of money coming in every month and we have plans to make the memberships awesome right now I think people are doing it out of the goodness of their heart to kind of support because there's not a whole lot of member benefit so just thank you I recognize that but uh, the memberships are much appreciated everyone that threw money at us on the stream thanks for the super chats everyone that was active in the chat asked questions and made it lively thanks for participating if you're a lurker hail the lurker nation hope you had a good night hope you got something done in your fish room or were able to relax or that i was able to make your commute a little less i don't know monotonous and if you're listening to the oh the replay hello from the past. Yeah, I always forget if it's the future or the past. (laughs) This time of night on a Wednesday, my brain fried. And, if you're listening to the podcast, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I sincerely hope you have a great one. Bye-bye. I'm going to just sit here awkwardly making sure I didn't cut off that bye-bye. I think I'm good. I'm out.